Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Alistair, <laughs> uh, Alistair, just, just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. It's a Christmas episode. What, what's the word you used, Andy? Uh, Andy? <laughs> I mean, Alistair. <laughs> oh, Christ. What, what, what? Yuletide. I used the word Yuletide. Ah, um, yeah. You know, we. I don't know if there are other tides throughout the year, but uh, mm. this is the Yule meal, one. Meal tide, mm. Yule tide. We all tied for ah. ice cried. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm having a good time already, Alistair. Oh, right, I, or should that be song. a good tide? I've decided I like I like all music. I've decided that's great. Yeah, world music? No, all music. Oh yeah, yeah. Even no, I don't like world music. No, not world music. Well, I don't consider that to be music. See, this is a great way. It's a great way to get around. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you see, I think, yeah, I think Ben Shapiro attempts shit like that. He's like, my dad actually had a great logical explanation for why rap music isn't music. <laughs> and then he just like creates a criteria in which uh, rap music isn't music. Oh, yeah. So it's like, oh, there you go. You found a way mm. of excluding black people from being able to create music. There you go, <laughs> you fucking smart fucking asshole. Um um, you think you think he's smart, do you? You think uh, Ben Ben Shapiro's smart? You agree with oh, his, God, yes. his his lo- I don't I don't want to agree with him, but his logic is is watertight. It's so is so watertight. <laughs> it wouldn't you wouldn't be able to get water in there into his logic? Yes, uh, you don't want nothing worse than wet logic. Mm. That's why you got to have a watertight arguments. Because if your arguments get wet, they get <laughs> soggy, and then the the fibers start to come apart. Yeah, uh, I I would actually need to make a, a like a, a you know like a, an argument that actually repels water, mm. or it can or can actually be a, like an underwater argument, or better still, build your. <laughs> I mean, an underwater argument. This argument is so good it works underwater, <laughs> where the normal laws of logic don't apply. This means that you can go actually go down in a submarine, and this. <laughs> This argument, this would work on a, one of those octopuses, one of those weird octopuses. You could use this it argument on a fish. You could use this yeah. argument on a tube worm living at, at, next to a hydrothermal vent. It's still valid. <laughs> <laughs> and this would be a great... I, I know. <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is a book called Logic, Logic for Fishermen, and it's, it's entirely... Um, all the all the all the prepositions, all the conclusions, um, they 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 work uh, no matter how submerged you may be. It's, this is in your book, how to win fish <laughs> and gain influence over the sea, <laughs> under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Oh, it'd be so good if you did if you did come up with an argument so persuasive that it worked on water. You know, there's yeah. a oh. there's a big there's a big uh, it's a new type of um, ocean ocean going travel where your 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 boats are very very flimsy, right, and very very shallow. You can you can build them a lot more affordably, and all you need is just a very powerful logician to stand on the poop deck. Um, arguing with the water, <laughs> so there could be one of those huge mega waves, and he'll just deploy a devastating. He'll destroy with logic yeah. that wave. Jordan Peterson, <laughs> Jordan Peterson is standing on the bow. Tsunami <laughs> with logic. <laughs> um, waves actually go on the water. It's impossible for them to go on the land. Um, ah! Actually, <laughs> uh, actually, none of the parts of the wave move forward. They just move up mm. and down. <laughs> That's really good. That's a good. It's a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the energy moving forward. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, in a way. Violence is an argument that the ocean understands. Yeah. You know, you can you can hit water and it will yield. Mm. Mm. That's know? true. It is the answer. Is this you an can... argument I mean, for why mm. violence is the greatest argument? Uh could be. Could be. <laughs> In many ways, the sword is mightier than the pen. <laughs> Because if you hit the pen with the sword, it will break. <laughs> now they don't have that pen. Yes, also, and then you can cut off their hand, which allows them to grab more pens. What's this situation in which the uh, you, you've got a sword and the other person is writing letters to you? I think the reason mm. the pen might appear mightier than the sword is because they're quite a long way away from each other. They're at, um, uh, you know yes. they're, they're corresponding via letter. And yes, it's a uh, it's it's not a Malay weapon. Mm. It's a what's the other one? Correspondence. A, it's a, I know, but what's a ra- like a range weapon, like a bow? Mm. There's another word, you know. Yeah. Um, Arti- projectile. Artillery? It's a projectile. Mm. Uh, yeah, I guess I suppose it's an artillery. It's a projectile of some sort. Hmm. Ah, uh, yes. Good. Uh, Running out of steam. No, I, but I'm, well, I'm, I'm actually trying to cast my mind back to earlier points in the conversation, when it, when it felt so felt so full of potential. There were so many, so many funny things we could have said but didn't. <laughs> oh, no, um, I'm well, so we, sorry. we were talking about um, watertight arguments, arguments that work underwater, and it was before before all of that that I was quite excited about something that I was going to say. I didn't have a lot of confidence in anything you were going to say, Alastair. In fact, I found it very difficult <laughs> to visualise. But I was like, oh, it's a good thing I'm here with all my potential topics and avenues to explore. <laughs> and, and then you lost your map. I did. I did. Yeah. It's real sad. No, that's good. But I mean, um, would you like to wallow in it for a little bit further, or <laughs> or should we just move forward? Um, uh, oh, arguments, arguments that work on fish, arguments that work on water, water tiger arguments. Ben Shapiro. Nah, it's gone. Music, world music. Mm. You love all music. Yeah, I do love all music. 
But I think then it's anything all you don't good. love, you don't consider it music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the it's the no true Scotsman fallacy. It's the it's the it's the fallacy. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, I actually well, actually, um, I don't consider that to be a fallacy. The no, I don't consider the no true Scotsman Scotsman fallacy to actually be a fallacy. Uh, and so that's why logically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is still sound. That'd be a great. Uh, this is great. the no true Scotman fallacy. Fallacy. Yes, Ben Shapiro destroys actually... the no true Scotsman fallacy <laughs> <laughs> with uh, logic. <laughs> many people think that the no true Scotsman fallacy is a fallacy, but here's why it isn't. <laughs> It's very easy to listen to the watertight logic of this fallacy <laughs> and think that this is a fallacy. Mm. But in fact, that is a fallacy. I I think uh, if I could turn that into a joke, the no true yeah. Scotsman fallacy is not actually a fallacy. Here's why. Five reasons why the no true yeah. Scotsman fallacy is not actually a fallacy. That would be possibly the smartest joke I have ever made. If I did make really? it, if I did make that joke, I feel. Do you want me like, to write it down? Do you want me to write it down as something that you will one day write? Yes, that'd be great. If I ever want to um, reach my peak, my full potential, which yeah. I'm holding, I've been holding off on. But if ever I decide to succumb to temptation and realize everything that I'm capable of doing, yeah, and know that I've yeah. peaked, if I ever want to peak. <laughs> But that's the I'll, thing. Is I'll that, write you know, that up. You'll you, you'll you'll climb it because it's there. Mm. But that's but that's actually something interesting because deciding to peak mm. means accepting that the the rest of your life will be a descent. Um, indeed. Or at least a little bit of like hangout time at base camp. Yeah, and coasting down that'll be relaxing, Alistair. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, do you do you feel at the moment? Do you ever feel with the state of Twitter at the moment, with the yeah. with the with the feeling that Twitter is is now sort of in this descent into being uh, quite a you know even more toxic and dangerous place? Right? It is. It is an insane last couple of months on there. Yeah, <laughs> as uh, everybody's saying goodbye. Yeah, but well. <laughs> Everybody join me on this other thing I don't enjoy being on. <laughs> yeah, this one's shit, but that's where we're going. It is like getting onto life ro- lifeboats, right? You're like, I'm not mm. I'm not saying the lifeboat is better than this boat that we're on, <laughs> but it is taking on water. Yeah. Um, uh, I, have you ever um, gone to tweet a joke? And then felt it no longer feels appropriate to tweet jokes on Twitter. Twitter is exclusively now a medium for attacking Elon Musk or bemoaning the death of Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I have thought that a little bit, but it's been like that maybe for the last five, basically since Donald Trump. Mm. It's kind of been like, is is fun allowed on this thing now? <laughs> if I do write a funny joke on here which you know it's a it's a battle already it's hard enough to think of something funny and be bothered to 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 craft it in a in a sensible way but if i managed to do all of that like would i be doing that work in order to basically promote a a 
a right, a, a, a you know, a a white supremacy network? Am I sure? Um, oh. you know, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not making a big splash any on there anyway. I don't think yeah. a lot of people are joining for me, and if they are. They're just getting on there and realizing I'm not doing that many jokes and that many good jokes. You know, there's days where I just post something like, I love a reference to something, mm. right? And then that's funny to me, but it's not a, it's not a like, I need other people to see this kind of funny, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. And, and so that people would join Twitter, see that that's what I write. They go, right. And now they just have an account. Meanwhile, Elon's going... Twitter numbers have never been higher. Really? <laughs> like that. Uh, I think he's he said that in the last couple of months. Yeah. Um, well, that's if you include real accounts, you know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> or you'd say if you also include this, the bots. Mm, uh, uh, I guess I'm I'm trying to do a no true Scotsman. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, uh, reference. It's going to be... But you were holding back. You were holding back on making it entirely uh, understandable as a joke because you're not ready to peak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm edging the punchline, uh, mm. baby. So Andy, Andy, it's it's. Uh, so this is Christmas. I mean, this is mm. what the twenty third, twenty yeah twenty third. Amazing. Uh, so have, what have, have you, you got? Wrap, have you wrapped your presents yet? Uh, look the. The family presents are wrapped, as in the ones that come from us, the mm. parents. Mm. They are wrapped, not by me. No, pardon me. I've um, but all of my presents that I've got for people, they're in a JB Hi-Fi bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm in a very similar situation, except because of the nature of the presents that I buy, they all come in paper bags. Um, everybody's getting you, a meat pie. <laughs> yeah, because you because you got them from a farmer's market. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, no, I got my I got my my youngest one of those purple sweet potatoes, mm. and I but my other two, I thought they like they like the orange sweet potatoes. Mm. Did you get yours uh, from f- a farmer's JB Hi-Fi? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Is that a, is that farmer. anything? Is that anything? The idea. Um, all right. <laughs> We got a farmer's market and a farmer's, a farmer's JB farmer's a farmer's, farmer's ele- hospital electronic a farmer's <clears throat> hospital beautiful oh, a uh, farmer's um, funeral services a farmer's guns they carry, and, they carry, guns and ammo they store. carry your loved one on the on the end of a forklift on a, a, <laughs> like a thing on a on a uh, you know like you know, you know, like uh, when there's like mad cow disease, and they have to like mm. just pick up cows on the on the end of like a tractor, but with oh, a forklift like fitting, <laughs> and they're dropping them into a big hole. But that's the or, big hole is just for your just for your you know your your I don't know or, 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 or you know something. Or they're putting the cows onto a big pile of burning cows. Yeah, how do you start a cow? That's what's the kindling you use to start a cow? The hair. Yeah, uh, I mean, do you use small cows? Do you use some of the calves? Is it like lighting sure. any fire? You make a little teepee out of baby cows. They'll, oh. They will they get started. That's how you get it started. Maybe maybe at first you just got to like, you got to just break up some hoof. Mm, sure, some hoof just shavings. Leave, leave some hoof shavings just like in the sun for a bit. Mm. 
you know, and then, and then you start with that and then, then you put some baby cows and then you put some adult cows and then you put some elderly cows. Mm, Although yeah. I imagine for some reason, elderly cows will be drier than big cows. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't, t- I could, I wouldn't want to speculate about what's the wettest cow. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, that would be something like a water buffalo. Yeah. That you know that was what I was thinking of earlier when I was trying to sorry water I, buffaloes water buffalo Alistair is very good <laughs> that's very funny you've done no. in, you've done incredibly well no Andy that's not what I meant I meant I'm shocked that you were thinking of water buffaloes before <laughs> I know I know Alistair but I actually was moving on and not taking I want to for my for my purposes take a moment to appreciate yeah. how good water buffalo is as an answer to what is the wettest cow anyway <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if buffalo is in the bovine family anyway i'm just avoiding getting to your thing that, of course they're in the bovine fucking family jesus yeah Christ. but a buffalo, have you ever seen one of those regular buffaloes they don't look like they're in the bovine family yes. their whole head shape is different yeah they're bovine mate they're as bovine yeah? as they come yeah, right. Okay. I was, and it's nothing now that I, especially now that there's some build up, but um, just the idea that there's dry comedy, but what would you consider to be wet comedy? Mm, okay. We know that. Oh, yes, I see. Matt Stewart is a famously dry comedian. I appeared, I've appeared on Matt Stewart's. Uh, Who Knew It podcast with Matt Stewart. It's a really great episode. I've listened to all the episodes of that show so far. I really enjoy the podcast. Alistair and Evan Munro-Smith's most recent episode is, I think, for my money, the best one. Well, that's very kind. And I also appeared on a Gamey Gamey Game episode with Matt Stewart and and Evan (laughs) Munro-Smith. Now, this is going to sound insane. Naomi Higgins. But I watched most of that episode. And, and that was one of the worst ones we've ever. <laughs> no, remember. I think it's the best one. Really? I think I just I I don't know. I think I really like your comedy, Alistair. Wow, oh, that's yeah. very nice. I'm coming around. Well, if you do, I didn't like it yeah. for the first ten years. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> but Andy, just this recently, is very nice. you know, it's like one of those jokes where if it goes on long enough, it starts to get yeah. funny. Well, you yeah, you've, you've I, really I'm, hit that point for me. I've driven you insane, Andy. <laughs> you think so? Was it the part where I sang uh, in in French uh, the the uh, the third song we sing after in Happy Birthdays uh, in, in, in my family? I really loved that. That I really liked yeah, right. that bit. Yeah, but I liked really? I liked all the bits. Thank you so much, mm. Andy Matthews. Check, well, if check out those like, things. I'll put the links. Like, if you like Alistair Trumley Virtual's comedy, Alice, uh, Andy, you should listen to the Two in the Think Tank podcast mm. where I appear with a friend, uh, Andy Matthews. Mm. In, now, in a wet way, comedy. Yes. <laughs> wet comedy. I mean, right. I yeah. I mean, in order like, to define wet comedy, perhaps we have to define what dry comedy is. I mean, often is it- you show you show not much emotion. Mm, I suppose, and you and, and you don't give away. That you're telling a joke. Ah, I think that's a big part of it, isn't it? Like you yeah. make it appear very confrontational. You're not selling the comedy very much. Yeah, I'm giving. <laughs> I'm, I've got an example who of who I think so far is a wet comedian, maybe one of the wettest. Mm. Harry Hill. Ah, I don't know Harry Hill. 
No. But okay. it, like, do you think that clowns are wet comedy because they wear a lot of like funny clothes and stuff? Mm, yeah, they are a very wet comedy. They I also would say. squirt water a lot of the time, which you know is That's, another. I deep mean, that helps. Away. Yeah. What, what? Yeah, yeah. Do you think you could turn dry comedy into wet comedy mm. if you had a um, maybe a, a projector screen, right? And yeah. you had uh, a <laughs> a for each joke you have maybe like a graph or maybe just mm. a countdown timer that shows you how far away you are from the punchline, like to really like say this is the punchline's <laughs> coming. It's, it's counting down to each one. Here it comes. Here it comes. It's a there really, it is. It, it's a really insane thing to do. <laughs> Because, like, people aren't even paying attention to what you're saying. Yeah. They're like, is the timer, is it going to, are they going to arrive at the same time? Yeah. But, you know, you, mean, you could, you could do it. You could use mm, any kind of, like, yeah. um, multimedia elements in order to remove the element that, <laughs> remove timing and surprise as a component. Like, you, you're no longer going to be surprised by when a punchline comes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean that's good. I mean that would make it a real safe space for people who feel uncomfortable uh, around punchlines. Yeah. They could like close their eyes and and block their ears at that moment. You know, that's for people who don't like comedy but they like sitting in a in a room full of people and listening to one person talk. Yeah, that's what they want. Um yeah. Um Andy, I think also another another wet comedy technique is the wink wink and the nudge nudge Ah, of course that's how you can really moisten a moisten a bit of comedy i mean there i suppose there are people who sort of almost start laughing to themselves about the punchlines that yeah. are coming up yeah uh, ben lomas does a little bit of that sometimes yeah um and so he yeah and he wets up the comedy and i think some <laughs> people need a wet comedy he, slop- to enjoy. he slops it up yeah, yeah, yeah. He's lost it, and and because and, and and saying this, and then he said, "Yeah, that's a very yeah, that's a very wet comedy uh, mm. uh, line, you know." Because now you're like you're building up tension. Here it comes, mm. right? And actually, there was a guy who did a bit about the funniest. Him and his kid friends used to find people with funny names in the phone book. Mm. Matt something. Hang on, and and then the, they had found the funniest name, and and he he would build it up by saying, and I know in comedy it's not good to say that something is gonna be funny, mm. right? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. And that, that that can really ruin a joke, mm. or that can really ruin something that's funny. But this is how funny this name <laughs> is, <laughs> right? And look how wet he's made. He's just got, yeah. he's hosing down the audience. <laughs> he is hosing down the audience at the moment. He has got a whale doing you know backflips yeah. into a pool on on the stage with him. Yeah, and then he says the name. 
He, and, um, and, wanna, and did it still work? It still works. Yeah, I think wow. the name was Eggly Bagel Face. It's <laughs> 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 pretty funny. <laughs> it's Matt Matt Bronger, I think his name is Matt uh, Bronger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, a fine wet comedy technician, I would mm. say. And you know yeah. what's so great about that is that there's no <laughs> feeling in that name that it's a foreign name, because I think a lot of the <laughs> funny <laughs> sounds, yeah, is how breakfast it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it it couldn't be more English as well, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> Eggly bagel face, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not it's not funny because it's it's oh he's from like Romania or something like that. Yeah. And he might be from Romania. We don't know. No. Right. But the name just sounds <laughs> like something like like your breakfast has come alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. All right. Are you gonna are you gonna write down wet comedy as a Andy? As a I've written idea? down wet comedy. I've already written down mm. wet comedy. It's made the cut. Mm. Drenched, soaking, juicy. You know what I still can't figure out is umami. Yeah. Right. I've I've talked to you about this, right? I think maybe I have. Um. I is that I also can't figure it out, and you're not gonna like this, Alistair. But I feel like yeah. possibly it's something that I could never figure out. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but you can't. You can't have people like point you towards some things that are strong umami flavors, and then allow your brain to start categorizing it in a certain sense. I mean, you don't think it could be learned? Uh, I, I I wonder. I wonder if that's one of those perception type things where it's like you know trying to perceive a new color or something where your brain um, doesn't have the ability to. Nobody's ever said that that's not possible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. I don't think anyone's ever said it's not possible for you to imagine or or see a new color. Yeah. You, right. It happens all the time. Right. It happens uh, all the time you see new colors. But you see how you uh, you see how you change it from imagine. <laughs> it might be impossible for you to is it impossible for you to imagine a new color? Uh that might be po- impossible. Mm. Because but but maybe not. But mm. it's also impossible to check because you can't take the color in your mind mm. and and compare it to all the other colors that you've seen. I mean, th- this is an interesting question. If you'd never seen the color light brown, right? Now, mm. you've seen white and you've seen brown, right? Yeah. Normal brown, primary brown. Normal brown. <laughs> Normal yeah. brown, right? <laughs> you've never seen light brown. Mm. You've seen light blue, you've seen light red, light yellow. Can you can do you think it would be possible to imagine what light brown looks like? Yeah. Yeah, um well look, in my mind right now I am I can, I'm seeing if I can darken colors. Mm. <laughs> and I can. Yeah. Now there just needs to be a shade of a color that I haven't seen mm. <laughs> that that I'm imagining, right? So like, let's see. Okay, I'll go to pink. 
I've seen a lot of pink, but let's see. Okay, there's a. I'm not sure if I've ever seen light fuchsia. Okay. <laughs> so now, okay, let's picture fuchsia. Okay, now let's add like a, a layer of white over it, like a kind of just a thin fog of white over yeah. it. Fuchsia in the fog. Kind of a, yeah. Oh, there it is. I can see it now. I'm going to go a little bit lighter. <laughs> this is a great... I think I can picture it. This is a great I think I can, new podcast. It's going to be called <laughs> Imagining Colors. And- <laughs> <laughs> All right, start. Prim- now, I want you to say, everyone, they start on primary brand. <laughs> I reckon if I said primary brown, everyone would know what I was talking about. Yeah, I'm. I have a pretty de- definite brown. It would be good. You know how you would. It would be a great way to test it. Would be to do it in a room of people. Mm. Everybody's got their own little cubicle, mm. right? And then in front of you, you've got just different shades. Yeah. Of brown, yeah. and you've also maybe got paints in case you want to do it with paints and mixing paints and stuff mm. like that. And then everybody colors uh, writes color co- colors which one they think is the, the primary brown. Yeah, and then you show it, and then you get an average. Yeah, and then everybody you get holds a PhD. Up, holds it up. Everybody holds it up. Reveal your brown. <laughs> we say to them. <laughs> they all line you know, up. There. A couple of people will pull their pants down. <laughs> and, you know, stick their ass in the air. But that was—that's always going to happen anyway in any but, scenario. But that's, statistically, that's actually secretly what the what the psychological examination is about. Wouldn't that be interesting? We reveal everybody reveals their their brown, right? And then <gasps> this is step two. Everybody say, mm-hmm. "Now show us your asshole," and everybody turns around, and it we discover that what people believe to be primary brown is exactly the same color as their bum hole. Isn't that? Wouldn't that be remarkable? <laughs> Even if you've never seen your bum hole I don't, on some I don't level, think bu- it's I don't not think really brown. brown. Well, yeah. No. I mean, it might be for but some guess, people. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like down on the on – the, uh, yeah, no, you're right. It might be for some people. I've, I've yeah. forgotten. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'd forgotten, Andy. Um <laughs> This is maybe something I haven't seen yet in mm. comedy, or at least the comedy that I've watched. But that thing about sci- uh, psycho- psychological experiments where they get you to do something, but really... The test is something else. The test is something else. Mm. But then to keep pulling back and revealing that it is still something else. Yeah. Because part, part of the experiment is revealing to them what the experiment really was about mm. and seeing their reaction to that but yeah. like six levels in they, they they leave and they go home and they're talking to their partner about the day and mm. <laughs> describing the fact that they revealed what happened and then yeah <laughs> and then they see a guy crouching behind the couch <laughs> yeah. with a clipboard yeah exactly and a lab coat on and they go, wait a second, what are you doing here? You go, I'm sorry, that's what the experiment was really about, was how people respond after being revealed an experiment mm. was not what they thought it was originally mm. about, and then how they talk about it to their spouse. <laughs> yeah. and, and then they like, well, get out of my house. I didn't, I, I didn't agree to this. And then mm. the, the wife kind of agrees, you know, says, mm. oh, yeah, well, I, I, was, I, had to, you know, I had to keep it a secret from you, things like that. Right, and then and then he kicks the guy out, and it causes a big fight and things like mm, that. Mm. And but then he looks behind the TV, and there's another guy there <laughs> crouching with a clipboard. 
they're they're sort of like infesting the home, like yeah, like vermin. <laughs> All these layers and levels of of researchers. We've got researchers. The house has got researchers. Oh no! How did That's they? The cycle- how did they get in? Oh well, under a pretext. <laughs> That's how. That's how researchers get in. Mice, it's through a little hole. Researchers, they they, they sneak pre- in via a pretext. Yeah. Yes, and oh, of course, oh, well, first... I discovered they, they, another they ha- pretext behind the fridge. <laughs> well, first they have to go through an ethics committee. Ah, and yes. So if you, can, if you can eliminate the ethics committee, then you can eliminate mm. the, the pathway. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's the way they get through to the pretext. Uh, of course, they have to have their pretext first. And then go through the ethics committee, and then they can get in. I think I think interesting the idea of an ethics committee. I wonder. Yes, you think so? Well, yes, yes. I wonder we if we could build in... an ethics computer. Do you think you could build an ethics computer? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> but should you? That's <sighs> a better question. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well. That would be, and there's an, actually an ethics committee issue there because mm. could an ethics committee decide uh, in a in a sort of non uh, clashy way? What's that word? Uh, uh, con- conf- uh, conflict uh, of interest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, way whether or not they c- may be replaced by a computer. Mm. Yeah, you know, a lot of them I think would be against it. You know, yeah. but then you could probably take that to court and say, well, they're not, they're not. And then that's it. That's it. All the ethics decisions are being made from computers but from then yeah, on. But then, but then I suppose your court is becoming your ethics committee, you know. Yes. But is that not being affected in any way by. There are so the many, computer? there are so many layers of consequences to all our actions. I think it is not inconceivable that we will have. Uh, modeling computer technology that is in real time able to inform us of the consequences of all of our actions and help us oh. to make the most ethical decision. I was at um, I, I I I directed somebody's show at the Fringe Festival. And she's doing the show again at Comedy Festival. Um, Melissa McLindsay, and it's a uh, it's called the briefing, and it was about. Uh, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders kind of doing a briefing for Trump, but it was like about her becoming a uh, governor and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, and, and it's a very funny show. Anyway, but uh, it's at Comedy Festival if you want to see it. Anyway, uh, but after I was talking to one of her friends there and he uh, works on some weird line between policy, government policy and computer technology and he said he's Mm. now working with this basically brand new piece of computer technology that essentially does that thing that has been like the holy grail in government policy where you can put in what the policy is and there's like you know thousands and thousands of variables in Mm. this thing right and it can tell you what the outcomes will be oh that's the effect Right, but and and like and I was like, so wait, have they like, have they like you know like backdated it, like tried it on like you know like a policy, you know they they would have brought in in like the eighties and then seen if its results match up 
with the actual results that did occur. And he was like, yeah. Alistair, and he's like, it's, that's an incredibly it's clever question to ask. Well done. That's very well, smart. <laughs> well, because, but, but, well, thanks. It's because, it's because like that kind of stuff is really interesting. But I was like, but it, I, he, he's like, it's so complicated that mm. sometimes you do just have to find the results you want and then work backwards or whatever, because it's hard to know. It's like this thing knows way better than you yeah. <laughs> do. And like, so, so, because so, I was like, because I imagine you could be turning knobs, having no idea what they do, but you're just kind of going, let's just see what this does. <laughs> yeah. And you could and end then, up with some really, really interesting, like unexpected outcomes. So it'd be great if you could, like, you know, say that you, what you want is there to be um, more public s- swimming p- pools to be built in rural areas, right? So mm. you, you put it, that in as the outcome. And you might find <laughs> that the best way to achieve that outcome is by banning peppermint crisps. And we yeah. don't actually know the connection between those two things, but we, yeah. <laughs> the computer can tell us that if we do that, that's what will achieve this. And there you, go. you do All it, right. you're like, no, oh, okay. <laughs> And, and actually, worked. that's one that's one way that you can sort of uh, apparently that's one way that you can discover whether there's cheating in chess is whether uh, you know because that means that you'd be using mm. assistance from an AI mm. is because computers tend to make decisions that are very counterintuitive to what a human would do, including like sacrificing yeah. a queen for no immediate benefit. Because it knows five, like four moves ahead, that then there will be a benefit. It's so crazy. Yeah, and and so that's one way that you can kind of go, oh shit. So like, yeah. So so once once people are like, we need to ban peppermint crisps, then you know that the computer, <laughs> then, then the politicians are now <laughs> using AI assisted. Just uh, we need. Uh, I want there to be more pools in rural areas. That's why I. Suggest we ban peppermint crisps. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, I apologize that I took us on this far journey. Mm. Um, wait, uh, but you started with something about a machine like this kind of policy thing. Yeah. What? Oh, I was just talking about the, you know, researching the, the consequences of our actions, you know, the moral and ethical components and and, mm. an ethics computer i don't know if there's a script in it alistair i think the peppermint crisps yeah. thing's probably funnier but maybe too yeah, weird right. and too esoteric anyway doesn't it, matter let's go uh, ai assisted politician but you were talking about things that you've been talking to people about right and here's something i was talking to someone about recently yeah which is that um uh this guy works in artificial intelligence research, right? Specifically, voice re- recognition technology to recognize emotion in people's voices, right? And, yeah, right? and determine their mood. Now, and what they use this for, right, is you know, when you call someone up like Telstra and they say, yeah. um, uh, this call, call may be recorded for quality and training purposes, right? Yeah. What they're using, what that's not actually for quality and training purposes. What they're doing is they're using this software. They're doing this now. They're analyzing your voice, determining your mood, and using that to market new products to you. So they can tell from the tone in your voice things about, 
you know, whether you're going to leave the company, that kind of thing, whether you're going to mm. um, cancel your account. And that's when they'll hit you with a, uh, you know, a, a, a new marketing that's, offer or something to try and that's get That's really you to stay. interesting. Because the, this year, because my texts stopped working for about a week mm. on my Optus mobile, um, I have considered leaving. You yeah. know, I have been like, all right, I got to move. And then over the summer, they're like, by the way, for the next three months, here's 50 gigs of data for free <laughs> per month. I bet you that's what's going on. Yeah. How fucking crazy is that? But <laughs> but now what we should be doing is we should be trying to manipulate when we call mm. up these companies, we might be able to hack them in some way. Yeah, if we of can course. create the right combination of emotional tones in our voice, if we become good enough actors capable of mm. of doing this, we might be able to bypass some of their security protocols. And I know Optus isn't that hard to hack into anyway. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> use emotion to get inside the machines maybe steal mm. steal some money maybe we could do it in such a way that we can get them to like just email us a million dollars absolutely yeah um cuz get them to email us a million dollars <laughs> yeah that's right you I heard me <laughs> I, I sorry i was like I I guess I assumed I knew what the ending of that sentence was going to be. And so then it, I was like, I'll just prepare what I'm going to say now that <laughs> yeah. I know where Andy's heading. And then, oh, I and would, then I would never in. do that, Alastair, in a conversation. No, of course not. It was a real, <laughs> it was a real water buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Of All right, look, I'm just going to um, AI. Emotion hacking. hacking. It's going to be one of emotion. those really to, easy to understand easy to set up sketches a nice clean clear you know almost um universal uh slapstick to that comedy um well yeah but i mean i guess you got to set it up with you somebody finding out mm. that that they use your emotions yeah to yeah. give you what you want might maybe it's a movie um oh it's a full movie hacking full movie. into the it's just a guy on the phone it'll be like her Right, mm. it would be like the movie Her, but instead of him, the guy being on the phone to his fake girl AI AI girlfriend, he's on the phone to Optus <laughs> on on a, on wa waiting, <laughs> waiting to talk to a to yeah. a, a customer service. So that that could go for an hour and a half. That's it could be ninety minutes very yeah, easily, easily. <laughs> right, but then I had a while he's doing it, he's, phone call. Yeah, well, <laughs> And that's why while he's scrolling, mm. he discovers this information. Yes, Andy, this is how it. you this is how you make a a, a low budget film mm. that is that is interesting because you're it's still somebody navigating a labyrinth. Yeah, <gasps> Andy, <laughs> <laughs> this will make phone booth look like a piece of shit. <laughs> This is an even smaller area that he's in yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Um, right. He's in a closet. All right, um, Alistair. It's um, phone booth style film. You don't believe in this film, Andy, but I do. Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I'm open to it. Um, I believe we should probably go to words from a listener. Is that correct? Oh, Andy, unfortunately today we don't have words from a listener. Today oh. we have words from a listener's. Ooh. <laughs> now, 
I think I, you know, you may have heard my cry for help the last podcast episode where I said uh, we could use some more uh, words submitted uh, into the Patreon mm. for the three words from a listener. Uh, and then some listeners in the Discord, which I haven't been able to engage with in the last week. Just things have been a little bit hectic. Um, but they have come up as sort of notifications <laughs> and I have felt bad about it. But also... I saw somebody say, should I be posting these in the Patreon? Because, you know, yeah. And I was like, uh, my, my answer was definitely yes. But I didn't get around to writing that because I didn't get into it until I needed words, which was right now. So then uh, three separate people submitted words. Um, and I, I will, I, you know, I don't want to reveal their identities in, in, in order to not dox them. Um, and also, I, I can't 100% remember. But I, but if you, you go know, onto the, uh, the Discord, Patreon, you'll be able you to find see. that out. That's right. So join the Discord so that you can find out. I can't give you, a, I can't, I can't uh, spoon feed you all the information. Mm. Um, and so, Andy, would you like to try to guess? Now, now these were these words were hidden behind some uh, black, some darkness. Now you didn't look behind that darkness, Andy. Did I, you? I never look behind any darkness. Not it, right. not in my own soul, and certainly not in the Discord. Great. Okay. Well, somebody also posted behind some darkness a very long German name. Mm. Did you look at that? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. Oh, very consistent. Yeah. <laughs> with your values. Um, all right. So then you want to guess what the three words are from the mystery listeners. Okay. The first word is misunderstanding. Oh, way too long, Andy. Way oh. too long. First word is puff. Mm, okay, puff. Actually, that was the one word that I had seen before they put that behind the darkness. Oh, my Good. And oh, I'd, yeah, of course. I'd still forgotten it. Okay. Uh, the good. first, the second word is laparoscopy. No, Andy. The second one was words. Okay. They'd hidden it to tell people to hide your words behind darkness. <laughs> but I think maybe the sentence was behind darkness, you should hide your words. And then that was behind mm, darkness. Uh, okay. Of course, anybody who didn't know how to look behind the darkness wouldn't, have, of course, been able to do that. But anyway. Um, Puff words. Um, reinstatement. <gasps> Not close at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's obfuscate. Hey, you know what? I feel that is fucking close. Certainly, like in the in the in the world of the the th the words that I was doing, that's the closest. What that's was the, the word that you said? Well, I said misunderstanding. <laughs> I said reinstatement. You know, obfuscate. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's because I don't know what obfuscate means. Obfuscate means to hide behind something. So, you know, possibly oh, hide behind darkness. To conceal. Very clever. Often Puff you conceal words, your obfuscate. motivations or your intrusions. Well, you, know, you, know, you know what it makes me think of? Puff words, obfuscate, is making croissants, but with. But like a you know like a literary croissant where you <laughs> you <laughs> you know you, <laughs> yeah. you you write it out and then you and yeah. then you fold it over itself and then push the the mm. the, the, the paragraphs together mm. and then think, you stretch it out you, again and then, I think what you're yeah. describing is a book. I think in many ways a book is a literary croissant. Ah uh, yes, well, <laughs> but they're not folded in that way. It's like a, a book that's all that's all centerfold. Mm, sure. You know, like, oh. you know, because then, then you cook it. I don't know how you cook the books. Well, I know how you cook the books in, in, 
in uh, accounting, but I don't know how you cook the books in sort of uh, non-fiction or fiction. Well, non-fiction, I think, is probably the easiest thing to cook the books in. <gasps> Maybe you can cook the books in fiction by making it just writing out true fact. Now, I'm sure this has been done as a thing, but I um, mm. origami books, you know? It's uh, it's a book where, uh, you know, you, you look at it as a, and it's a shape there, you know, a paper mm. crane or whatever, maybe something more complicated. Um, and it has it has a certain form. Maybe you can see some words are exposed, right? And they, they give you, maybe it's the blurb. Maybe all you can Andy? see is the blurb. And then you Andy, unfold it. A, yes. I, I, I like that. I, I like this as a, uh, as a, as a book folding technique. Mm-hmm. Um, I apologize if this is completely destroying, um, but I had an idea. It's a, it's a book that you write in a, you, it's a story, but it's like a story of a person and it's a story of their life. Mm -hmm. Right. But you hide it in a chat bot, a chat bot, (laughs) (laughs) like a chat bot AI, um, kind of thing so that in order to find out this the story of from this book mm. uh you've just got to ask it questions about its life mm. yeah right and you find out about why it is the way that it is mm. uh by by you know teasing it apart by getting uh you know getting i don't know does that seem like an interesting way to interact with a Alistair, kind of book this seems so fucking interesting and it's incredible and i think what you've hit upon is that a, there will be an entirely new form of media and entertainment that is not <laughs> that is that is not stories so much. It's not you creating stories. You will create entire people. You will create a person, right? Mm. With one of these bots, yeah. that will be the thing. And maybe this already exists, but the idea that they will have their own lives that you can ask and you can probe and you can ask about any element of their lives and you will have programmed this thing in such a way as you can go to any level of depth and get to know this this thing this personality it mm. will it will be yeah it, it it will be um identities as entertainment as media in a way that like you know like we already try and do with our parasocial relationships with celebrities and their social media and that sort of thing we're being trained yeah. to do this anyway wanting to probe and find out as much as we can about real people who we only interact with on that digital level um but it it will be that but it'll be an ai and you'll you know and and instead of saying have you um uh, read any good books recently? We'll we'll say. Have you probed any fascinating identities? Fictional people, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, um, but you know what? It, like, and look, this may have been done already. But my feeling would be is that the first one, right? If it hasn't been done already or, or whatever, would be a would be already a satire of this idea, making fun of the idea that eventually. Uh, because we're it's it's like you know it's like sugar fat and salt right if you know eventually foods were just made to just uh that just mm. have that because that's what the yeah. body craves and in the end the body craves a connection to a person mm. um and and so this ends up being the fast food 
a weird, uh, you know, weirdly a fast food of uh, of art because you know, or, or, or of con- something yeah. to consume because yeah, it's like right. it's just it's just connections to people or whatever like that. But it's not even real. And so the first one will be a satire of this idea, basically saying that this whole art form that this person is creating is a terrible idea. Mm. But then that will lead to people, people wanting to anyway. re- re- recreate the success of this thing. It'll be the uh, the junk food of people. Yeah, exactly. The junk food of people, and and then and then it will become its own art form that will continue. And then it'll be like you know the the, the first was a warning uh, against itself, uh, and uh, and then will be the uh, and is that a sketch? Yeah, yeah. I think it is. I think it's really cool. I think it's a bit of a bit of a bloody dystopia you've got there. Almost a bit of a episode of an anthology series. Warning us right. of well, the dangers of um, th- things to come. Mm. Yeah. Well, do you think we should wrap up our episode? Yeah. Thank you to our our mystery listeners. Um, and uh, Andy, you should before. Well, I guess we'll go into the song. Oh no, I got to read out the sketch ideas. A little, a little Christmas present to uh, mm-hmm. all the listeners. Uh, well, here we go, Andy. We've got underwater arguments. <laughs> Uh, these are w- arguments that work underwater, mm. potentially work with with fish or or mm. tube worms or um, mm. you know, or even on water itself. Uh, you know, and this can all be, uh, you know, found in the book How to Win Fish and Influence the Sea. <laughs> uh, and we've also got this idea that a uh, lo- logician destroys tsunami with logic. Could be not having the word logic in the first word as well. <laughs> um, the no true Scotsman's fallacy fallacy. That's uh, that's Andy's Everest that we will eventually climb and then peak and then uh, probably retire uh, with Tenzing. I'll I'll be your Tenzing, and uh, and uh, we'll retire together. Oh, that'd be really <laughs> like, nice. Like Sir Sir Edmund Hillary mm. and Tenzing did, uh, and uh, on an island somewhere with the dinosaurs and Elvis Presley. <laughs> uh, then we've got wet comedy. Um, you know that's obviously it's the opposite of dry comedy. It's just a it's just a categorization um, mm. that we've 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 managed to find kind of like the the umami of uh, of of comedy. Um, we've got primary brown. Uh, this is uh, something that is brought up every time as a starting point in uh, our new podcast, Imagining Colors. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, then we've got uh, not what the psychological experiments was uh, really about, um, which is a uh, a multi-layered psychological experiment looking for the reactions to people that people have to uh, having people reveal to them that what they've just experienced was not what the psychological experiment was really about. Mm. Uh, then we've then we've got the ethics uh, commu- uh, uh, committee computer. And how do you get it approved? And getting approved in the court case that ensues. Uh, then we got AI-assisted politician banning peppermint crisps to get mm-hmm. more pools in rural mm-hmm. areas. Um, we've got AI emotion hacking, phone call, uh, f- like phone booth style film, mm-hmm. <laughs> where we uh, we try to navigate the um, the labyrinth that is uh, the AI and the uh, I would like to cancel my account that is uh oh, i have a friend that i could talk to because he was actually knew how to he was given me the, the the path to getting like 
a reduced <laughs> a reduced phone bill because he worked at Optus and knew how to oh. navigate the thing. Mm. Anyway, I want to speak to retention was one part. Oh. I want to speak to retention. Um, and those are the people who try to keep you and they, can, they have the power you. to give you stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then there's, um, and then of course there is the AI chatbot story of person, um, sort of book, mm. uh, which is a satire and a first warning against itself. This is not going to be useful writing down for it's when we're trying to look at it. Very, later. very science fiction heavy episode. Very. Oh you yeah. Know. A lot of big ideas. I think. I think we've. Big I think ideas. Like you know. I think so. I think you know what, Andy. I think today's episode was a Christmas miracle. It's a Yuletide miracle. <laughs> <laughs> a Yuletide, Miltide. Mm. We all scream for uh, Christmas. Yep. Uh, well, ice crawl. all the way. Thank you so much for listening to In Think Tank. We appreciate everything about that situation and how it unfolds. Oh, my God, so much. Um, we would like to wish you a merry Yuletide. Mm. Um, happy summer solstice, solstice or winter solstice to all who uh, celebrate. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, and of course, uh, a happy birthday to Jesus Christ. Mm. And and also to Allah, maybe I'm not sure. <laughs> are they like are they, are are are, um, are sort of magic people like horses, and they all have the same birthday? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so Easter Bunny and the and the Tooth Fairy as well. Yeah, um, and um, we love love you. you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Ding, 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 ding. Stop. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.